Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Cameron Brooks Podcast, and got a great show for you uh, here. Uh, we have uh, Kimberly Shimmick, a Cameron Brooks alumnus from 2008, uh, 2003 West Point grad, former Army uh, military intelligence officer, who has spent uh, her 11 years, all 11 years of her career in business post-military with PepsiCo. And today she's the director of Global Go-To Market Business Solutions, uh, travels uh, around the world um, with uh, go-to-market means uh, the commercial side of PepsiCo bringing products to the marketplace. And um, we talked uh, uh, prior to in this podcast about the value of really doing a thorough career search and the opportunity to really engage with companies may not even ever heard of before. And Kimberly uh, related that to that PepsiCo relies on some of the most innovative uh, companies to help them bring products to the marketplace. Many of these are not household names because consumers um, or what we're re- used to, we don't hear about them. So if we only limit uh, opportunities, whether her at PepsiCo or us in our career search uh, to ones we've heard of before, we really narrow down uh, the options for us and close off a whole other world that exists out there for us. So she's just got some great insight on that. Kimberly's also been heavily involved with recruiting at her company, been involved with recruiting junior military officers, and she has some great tips on how to conduct a conversational interview also. Thank you for listening. I hope you really enjoyed the episode. Welcome, Kim. Appreciate you being on the show, and um, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to bump into each other in DFW and reconnect, and you agreed to, to, to be my guest on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely, Joel. Very excited to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, why don't you uh, start with uh, telling the listeners um, maybe just a very brief kind of the objective things in your background, like when you graduated West Point. Um, what year you got out of the military, and then more in depth, what you do now. We might come in and fill in more of the past stuff later. Sure, yeah. So I am a 2003 grad out of West Point, um, came into the Army as a military intelligence officer, and served a little over five years. So I went ahead and exited the Army in 2008 and went to the 2008 career conference around the summertime in the May time frame and joined PepsiCo uh, shortly thereafter, started in the fall of 2008, and I have been with PepsiCo ever since. Um, So I had quite a bit of experience doing a number of different types of roles in the Army, but the one thing that really stood out, I would say, as I talked through what would benefit uh, a company as I transitioned out of the army and into the real world was a lot of the analytic based work that you do as an intelligence officer. So that tended to strike a chord in a number of my interviews and really gave me a lot of different opportunities as I started to look at the various companies and um, work towards what was the best fit for me as I moved on to my next career. And it's exciting to say I, I did pick the next career. I am still with PepsiCo, and I'm, I'm very happy with that decision. So you've been with PepsiCo now for 11 years. Yes, 11 years. Wow. It does not seem like that. <laughs> right, right. And I should also tell the listeners that you, uh, you've you only come – I guess there's probably four ways you can come to the conference. Um, maybe there's – you can come as a candidate. 
You can come as a recruiter. You can come as a support team member, and you can come as an employee of of, uh, of Cameron Brooks. And you've done three of the four. You've come as a candidate. You've recruited, and you came with you came with your brother Chris French, who came through last year. So maybe we yeah. should keep our eye out on you as a Cameron Brooks recruiter. But we may have too you never many West know. Pointers around here already. We have too many West Pointers around here already. So. Yeah, it's probably getting too heavy on the West Point side. I think Annapolis <laughs> is going to feel jealous. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, I think it's interesting that you've been with PepsiCo for 11 years. Um, uh, what would you say is like, what's what's kept you there? Um Probably the movement is one of the things that has kept me most interested. And I came in and did a lot of different roles in the first four to five years of my career with them. It also involved quite a bit of travel, um, both on the side of moving, being open to moving to different areas around the states, but then also just being open to the idea of traveling for the different project work or the different jobs to be able to learn a lot. And that's kept my interest because I've, it's something that I feel a lot of people in the military tend to look for, and that's movement, different roles, different challenges. Uh, a number of us are not technically always interested in, let me pick one thing and go do it for 11 to 20 years, right? We want to be challenged. And that's been super exciting with PepsiCo. Um you know, it's interesting. I know we just we just talk about this all the time, but only and I wasn't really even planning on talking about this. But you talked about movement and location, and uh, it, I guess it kind of just blew me away. But it really shouldn't have. You're living in your hometown in San Antonio, yes. Texas now, with your family, right? Um, and, and it gets just another story of how being open in the beginning allows you to get to where you exactly want to be versus a lot of people's strategy ends up being, I want to start and go exactly where I want to be. Right. But here you've got, and and I know you don't think that you have everything, right? No, no life, no career is perfect, but here you are in your hometown with your family, with a development career, with a phenomenal company. Yeah. And it's not, it's not something necessarily that I thought was possible. I would say that initially I ended up um, being super open to going to different types of roles and being in different types of cities because it was all about learning as much as I could about the business. And I knew that I had to work really hard to be able to get to where I wanted to be and get that core base of knowledge in the business that I was operating in. And that required the movement. And over time, and a lot of different mentors that I've had um, through this process, I started to learn that it's okay to be honest and open about what it is that you want as you've been uh, committed to the company and doing what they wanted you to do, doing what they wanted me to do at the time. But then understanding that the conversation uh, is a two-way conversation. And I wouldn't say that I necessarily felt that as much in the beginning because I was just so committed to, okay, what direction should I be taking? I need your help, PepsiCo, to lead me through that. And as you learn and develop and you grow, and, and oh, by the way, you go through uh, various promotions, um, you have a lot more opportunity and a lot more say in your future, where you land, where you head, and that 
story has come full circle in the last couple of months because I have moved back to my hometown, which I don't know that I ever thought what that was going to happen. So I'm super excited that I had that opportunity. Um, well, it, what I want to just kind of point out and maybe if you want to add anything to it, what I heard is when you demonstrate you as the, as an employee or a manager, you demonstrate value and commitment to the company, prove yourself that then you have the ability to, to work, to go to the company, to have this two way dialogue right. about, I would like mm -hmm. to do this versus yeah. it, it happens. I don't think it happens immediately. It ha there's a sequencing to it. I agree. I, and I think that we should all be open to that uh, concept, right? Because I don't know that anybody steps into a new environment with a new company and doesn't feel that they need to put forth the type of effort that proves out what the expectation was going in. One of the big things that I love about the Cameron Brooks program, and it's why I have come back and forth in uh, three of the four different <laughs> ways to the career conferences, is that you guys are really committed to getting quality candidates out there, making the right match, not just saying, here, this person goes here, we're filling a box, we just kind of want to burn and churn. That's not the mentality of this organization, of the Cameron Brooks organization. And these companies that come to the conferences know that. So they have very high expectations. And you got to get in there and exceed those expectations and they're ready to get you moving, right? That no one's coming in and taking a person that they think isn't gonna grow in the company. The expectation is you're gonna grow, but you have to put forth that effort and you have to really be sure that you're proving that out over time. Really good insight. Well, I wanna jump into what we talked about would be more the main topic of, of today's podcast. And uh, that really being around, um, when there, we make the transition, I'm even did this too, it's interviewing and exploring the fit in business. And uh, when they, when junior officers do that, uh, part of the value of the Cameron Brooks piece is that versus going it alone or working through a network is, is if you're open-minded, you're going to get in front of a wide variety of companies and probably companies you've never even heard of before or never even knew existed out out there before and uh, i thought i would just put that topic out there the value in that and let you take that and run with it as if you were talking to you know an officer considering the transition here in the next mm -hmm. year yeah the most interesting thing about that topic is that i feel it is unique to the jmos coming into the um, business world of today versus what I saw when I transitioned those a few years ago. And, and that's just the reality of business. There's a lot of opportunity out there. There's a lot of companies that do really great work that may not necessarily be the PepsiCo's of the world and the Frito-Lay's that you hear on a pretty consistent basis. However, there are a lot of the companies that those um, big organizations are relying on to help with our uh, key business elements and the components that we find very important to progressing. And I see a lot of those companies because I do a number of projects that are very heavily involved in technology. So the more up and coming technology that's gonna allow us 
to get ahead of the game, to be one step um, faster, closer, more intelligent as we operate in stores, as we uh, you know, sell our products, as we deliver our products, and as we uh, coach and develop our frontline teams that do all of that critical work, we have to be at the forefront of the best technology to arm our sales teams with what they need to be proactive and really good at what they do on a daily basis. And the companies that provide that type of support are oftentimes companies that you would not have heard of. And I think that it's not always just about this idea of startups. We hear a lot about startups. I almost feel like it's a bit of a buzzword in, in a lot of different circles. And those, are, those present great opportunities as well. But there are a number of smaller companies that are affiliated with lots of really successful projects and a lot of exciting work out there. And you just don't know what you don't know. That, that's the most interesting thing about when you step foot into the conference and you arrive over the weekend, you get those packets that you've been so excited to see, and you start reading through all of that data and circling and highlighting. Um, there's a lot out there. And the best way to approach it is to keep an open mind and think to yourself, you know, how would I be excited about this company or this opportunity? And what are the things that interest me? And that drives a lot of your conversation during interviews. Because if I could give everybody one big piece of advice when you get into these rooms with these companies is just remember it is a conversation. They're looking for someone that can engage. They're looking for someone that in their company and in their organization can further what it is that they're looking to be successful at. And you're always going to be expected to engage others. And you're always going to be expected to uh, be a good networker. And that part of the interview sometimes is a little bit lost because of the stress of the, the two days. And we all mm -hmm. fall into that pattern. So it's good to keep that in mind and ask those critical questions and have good responses in the areas that you find very interesting. Right. You, you've got given us some really good, good insight there. One on the, um, the value of a lot of companies out there we've never heard of before. And if we just focus on the ones we've heard of before, we're going to eliminate probably, probably eliminate 70 to 80% of the, of the, uh, the marketplace. Um, if we only focus on, you know, not, again, nothing to take away from PepsiCo, but if you guys only at PepsiCo focused on the names that people recognized um, to be your suppliers, um, you would miss out on some amazing partners um, that are going to help you innovate and really meet the needs of the growth and your projections that you're, you have next. Um, I was just looking at the list of companies coming to the next conference. By the way, PepsiCo is on there. Uh, you'll be excited Excellent. to know that. Um, and uh, but there's a couple of uh, industrial gas companies. Um, I know as when I was a military officer, I didn't, an industrial gas company. I mean, I probably make some joke about that, but I right now, but I don't. I didn't know what that was. But PepsiCo could not exist without an industrial gas company for sure. the yeah. gases used to, for production for the, in the cans and the water bottles, the bags for the chips and things like that, or all the other products. And it's just something you never, we never thought of before. Um, 
there's, and so there's Airgas, there's uh, Messer. And then I was also thinking that there's a, a company called Pactiv Corporation. The CEO is uh, a two and a half billion dollar company, privately held, Cambrooks alumnus. If you think about Starbucks, all the Starbucks cups out there. We probably don't think about the supply chain of, the, of those cups and who's making those cups and make sure that there's right. the right kind, the right label, the right size, protection, hot, cold, recycled material. Pactiv does all that. And it's an amazing company, world-class leaders. And this year, they've invested in some of the leadership at the organization, um, hiring several people in production and leadership. And I'm sure if we went to those people six, eight months ago, hey, do you want to get out of the military and, and uh, get into paper manufacturing or make cups? They would never have said yes or no. But when after you stay open-minded or said yes, that stay open-minded, see really what's out there and how good they are, what they do. And the people you find that right fit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's critical, right? The the fit has a lot to do with the work, but I think it equally has a lot to do with the culture of the company and whether or not you identify with that organization, their values, whether you connect with their workforce and you really don't know that until you get really embedded, you get in there. And I, I'm not sure, Joel, if I ever told you, but you know, PepsiCo wasn't even actually on my final list. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be saying this, <laughs> but, but to be fair, when I had rank ordered, uh, they didn't end up making it. And you guys and all your infinite wisdom, right? Convinced me to uh, get out there and talk with them, do the second go around. And I just really identified with the people and what they were saying and their passion for what they did. And you, you don't always get that right off the bat in the first go around. And, and that's just because there's a lot happening. You're taking in a lot. The organizations are taking in a lot. Everybody's trying to take copious notes, right, and be clear on priorities. So the second phase of the interview is so critical into making that decision because you learn much more, I would say, when you get into that organization, you have conversations with the people that work there off the cuff, and um, it helps to make your, your decision a little bit easier, I would say. Yeah, you're like the second or third person most recently that told me, or said, you know, I'm not, I wasn't even going to... I don't think I would have gone on the interview. So if you called me in, we like to use the word advised, not convinced you. I want to soften that up a little yes, bit. Yes. Um, advise you that it would be in your best interest to explore your marketability there. Um, and uh, and that ended up being the company they they ended up going to work for. Um, and I think that, so that's the value that I would love the listeners to hear. Um, because I think there's sometimes when people, Kim, will say, well, if I go to Cameron Brooks or I partner with Cameron Brooks, I'm going to be limited to their companies. And it's hard for me to explain to them because I'm sure they look at me and or listen to me from the position that I am doing this for my own best interest, which you know, to be truthful, yes, right, we're, we are uh, we are a business, but we're looking for a mutually beneficial mutually beneficial yeah. relationship. Yeah. Um. And I I back uh, on a better word, it's like you, you got to be crazy. I, that's me, right? It's my my words. You got to be crazy. You you 
yeah, you might be limited to our companies, but sure, you can go apply to any company you want and you're not limited, but that is not the same as getting in front of the decision maker. And it's not like you're limited to this small number of PepsiCo and again, great company and uh, Johnson and Johnson and Stryker and um, Pactive, I mentioned, you know, you're not, or Abbott, you're not limited just to those. There's all these other companies out there. And what Alam constantly tell me, I never even knew companies like this existed before. Exactly. I wish I could just bring yeah. that to those people that have that feedback for me. Yeah, I agree. And what cannot be overlooked is in this particular arrangement, you have a team of advocates that are out there equally committed to your success as you are as an individual when you say, I want to make this transition, but I want it to be the right company. I don't want to have to go out there and six months later decide that it's not a good fit and go start hunting all over again. You don't necessarily get that kind of support when you're off on your own, trolling the sites or on LinkedIn, just tossing your resume out to a bunch of different companies. It's hit or miss in that um, instance, and you are a bit on an island doing it versus I've always been a, a big advocate for Cameron Brooks because of the relationship that you build together. And it doesn't stop with the career conference. That's what's always impressed me about the team there is if I've ever reached out or had a question, I mean, we're going on 11 years and I have communicated pretty regularly with y'all over there and the entire team is always so receptive. You know, you're an alum. Oh yeah. And, and they were, you guys remember stuff. It's amazing. I always think to myself, like, where is your little book where you're writing all this in and you're able to refer to it, but you don't refer to anything. You just have great memories. You have experiences with all of us that you commit to and you're very engaged with us and we are your priority just as, you know, the next phase in our lives is the priority to us. And we share that. It's a very family type of environment, I would say, just like the military is. Absolutely. I do have a, um, um, a, a, a mea culpa here. When you caught me in the DFW airport, you surprised the heck out of me. Right, I, right. I'm like Chris French's sister. Why am I blanking the first name? This is crazy. So I'm not always like on top of remembering. I have pretty good memory, but I was. I mean, that's, it there that's for a impressive. Minute, so I'm so sorry. I mean, sorry. it's been a while. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, but uh, um, yeah, you know, and I always tell people that that um, you know this isn't just a transition now, but this is something that you know you. This partnership is is lifelong, and I've made some tremendous uh, friendships through this. And one of my favorite people that I've worked with is a gentleman named Dave. I would even consider him now the role is reversed, where he's become somebody that I go to for advice and that he's a mentor. That you always have somebody that's in your corner um, yep. that may not always share with you things you want to hear, but we're always you know we're in the corner to help you. Right. Um, reach those goals. I want to go back to one thing as we wrap up uh, um, this uh, um, part of the, 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 the podcast. You talked about, you know, this conversing and engaging. Uh, maybe take it from the, the point of being a, uh, uh, well, I take it from any point. Where we go. What would your advice be 
to somebody getting, you know, that's, you've got two weeks from now is our August conference. What would your advice mm-hmm. to them be? Be good at listening to what they're saying on the other side of the table, which is very hard when you go in there with all your talking points, right? And you have all your things lined up to justify why you're the best person for the role. Just make sure that you're hitting really good on those points, but that you're listening as they uh, converse and as the back and forth begins. And make sure that you have enough those, those healthy pauses. We talked a lot about that. I think that's something that probably stuck with me when we were doing all the prep work. You have to make sure that you answer their question to the best of your ability, but that you do not ramble. And if at any point you think that you're starting to go a little bit deeper than necessary, or that perhaps the people on the other side of the table have um, stopped paying as much attention, it's always good to put in healthy pauses. And that gives them an opportunity to move to a different question if they feel like you've done enough to answer, or if perhaps you know, the topic just isn't getting to where they want it to get to, they'll adjust their questions. So you want to have a good mixture of, yes, I can answer your question. Here's a good example of how I would respond to that question, but I'm going to give you an opportunity as well to engage with me, have conversation, and let it go where it goes. But it, it, it's such great, you know, reinforcement of how important the conversational interviews and so much of our interviews today are conversational and companies really wanting to get to know the person. Right back to one of the things that you talked about is getting out there to find the work, the culture, the people, the values. The companies want to do the same thing with the candidates. They want to see what motivates them, what they're curious about, mm-hmm. what they're interested in, and get that yeah. chemistry, not just can you do it. I think most of the companies, when they sit down from the front of our camps, they say, oh, yeah, this person can do the job. Now, let's just find if it's the right fit. Sure. Absolutely. Well, as we wrap up, uh, 11 years, incredibly successful. Um, you're, you're balancing a great family, um, travel, and your career. Any words of advice um, to that, or you, that you would pass on to transitioning officers or people that are just starting their career? Yeah, I would say the biggest piece of advice that I have for everybody that is making this transition and trying to find their way into business when they're a bit of a fish out of water, and you're going to have to learn a lot, right? You're going to have to take in a lot, spend the time researching, spend the time asking questions, spend the time setting up those meetings with critical people that you can learn a lot from. And then don't forget, you always have to be your own best advocate. And what I mean by that is when you do get the feedback, and we do a lot over email, guys, so just be prepared. (laughs) That is the reality of the world today. A lot happening over email, lots of communication back and forth. And when you get some of those exciting accolades, be open to sharing them. Make sure that you've got those conversations happening between the um, individuals that you report to. And what that does is it gives that person an opportunity to then flip that to the next level and give you the visibility that you want to get when you've had successes. Um, Not too frequently, right? You have to kind of balance what makes the most sense. You don't want to be copying your boss on everything because then they'll stop looking at what you're sending them, unfortunately, because in this day and age, it's just there's a lot happening. So you want to filter 
but you have to be your own advocate to be able to drive not only the company's agenda inside the role that you're, you have, but also your longer term goals and what is it that you're looking to accomplish over time. Oh, that's great. Great feedback. Obviously, somebody, uh, some, you're one who has done a great job of that. Kim, you've been super insightful. Thank you for taking um, half hour at the end of your day today during your travels and uh, sure. um, appreciate you being such a great supporter of military officers and camera Brooks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for asking me, Joel. It was a very fun, exciting conversation back and forth. Great thing y'all are doing. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Cameron Brooks podcast. To learn more, I ask or recommend that you uh, get our book, PCS to Corporate America. You can order that on Amazon, or you can also visit us at our website, Cameron-Brooks.com. Thank you again for listening. 